Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today I'll be talking about the pilot episode of the TV show Shrinking. The show is created by Bill Lawrence, Jason Segel, and Brett Goldstein. The episode's title is Coin Flip, written by Bill Lawrence, Jason Segel, and Brett Goldstein. The episode is directed by James Ponsalt. The episode opens with the opening music of Prelude slash Angry Young Man by Billy Joel. Krista Miller plays Liz. She's trying to wake her husband Derek to make their neighbors stop the loud music during the unearthly hour. Liz reminds her husband that it's his turn, but he's like, "Can't you just do it?" Liz gets out of bed infuriated and throws a pillow at Derek, calling him stupid head. Derek is unaffected. Jim, played by Jason Segel, is playing air piano to the music of Prelude slash Angry Young Man by Billy Joel. Liz casually asks, "What's wrong with Jim?" It then dawns upon Jim that it's pretty late in the night. He promises to keep the music down. Liz sternly asks him to turn the music off. Liz inquires about Alice, and Jim informs that his daughter Alice is asleep upstairs. Liz further inquires if the two women in the pool are hookers. Jim clarifies that they are his friends. Liz questions if he paid them money. His response is, "Not yet." Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Jim. Jim. Jim introduces Kiara and Sarah to Liz. Liz glares at Jim, and he now takes the hint and informs the women they'll have to pack it up because Liz wants them to. Jim, own it up, buddy. Jim apologizes to Liz. The next morning outside the house, Kiara and Sarah leave in an Uber. Jim sees them off standing at the corner of his lawn and the sprinklers turn on. The water splashes on his face and this is what wakes him up. He doesn't move away, he just stands there getting wet. I know this feeling, buddy. We've all been there. When Jim enters his house again, his daughter Alice is cleaning up and throwing away the alcohol bottles in the garbage from the night before. Jim tries to have a conversation with Alice, but she hands him a glass of water and medication without uttering a word. The only thing she says is, "Here are your overnight oats." Jim apologizes for keeping her up the night before. She says, "Same old shit, bro." She puts the framed photo of her with her dad and mom smiling back up on the counter. When Jim learns Liz is dropping Alice to school, he wants to relay some information, but Alice doesn't wait to listen. Jim gets ready, gets out of the house and sits in his car but realizes there's no gas. He almost curses his luck. Jim now takes out a bike and a pink helmet and stubs his foot. He curses. He rides the bike to work. Unconditional I Lookout Kid by Arcade Fire plays in the background. A bunch of bikers pass by him advising him to get the fuck out of their way. He politely and smilingly makes an inappropriate comment. Jim reaches Rhodes Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Center. He enters and you see three prominent names on their board: Paul T. Rhodes, James Laird, and Gabriella Evans. Jim enters a cabin and a guy in a suit is seated on the chair. Steven reacts, "Wow, are you okay?" Jim responds, "Yeah, sorry, I'm late." For a moment, it gives you the impression that Jim is here for therapy as a patient. 
Jim sits on the other empty chair. He says, Stephen, so what's on your mind today? The title sequence begins over the theme song, Frightening Fishes, written by Benjamin Jibbard and Tom Howe. It's such a beautifully written song and it's relatable AF. The lyrics go something like this. Help me carry the swing that's dragging me down. Pull me out of the drink before I start to drown. Let the wreckage all sink to when the fishes are frightening. I want to hear myself think again. I want to hear myself think again. During the title sequence, we see a toy figure holding a red flag. There are more toy figures inside the maze where people are helping each other navigate through. From a bird's eye view shot, you realize that it's a brain maze and the title appears shrinking. We see a shot of Jim with his head under the sink faucet as the water trickles down. He's not even blinking, as if he's in a trance. I don't know why, but I love this shot. Gabby places a cup in the sink, saying excuse me and inquires how Jimmy is doing. We see the therapy sessions montage as Jim asks, what's going on now? Over the opening music of the song Oxford Comma by Vampire Weekend. It could also be the song I Got You Babe by Sunny and Cher. Because that's what you want to hear from your therapist. I got you babe. Fun fact, Jason Siegel once dressed up as Cher in the episode The Slutty Pumpkin on How I Met Your Mother. Every patient's problems crescendos into a cacophony of sounds. I'll discuss each patient in detail once I see their individual scenes. This one is mainly from Jim's POV and how hard he's trying to keep up. Jim's question to each and every patient of his is, how does that make you feel? By default, every patient's answer is, like I'm stuck. It's not just the patients that are stuck. Jim is stuck too. He's trying to stop himself from yawning. He's making this face where he's trying to keep his eyes wide open and putting on a fake smile. Let's start with Grace. Grace complains about how her husband thinks she's dumb. He was angry at her for losing her sunglasses, which were actually on her head the whole time. Her husband says if it weren't for her great tits, no one would want to take care of her. Grace thinks it's almost nice. Jim disagrees. Grace agrees with Jim, but she's under the illusion that her husband loves her. Jim snaps at Grace, describing how her husband doesn't love her and is emotionally abusive. Grace, your husband is not only a jackass, but he's also a horrible person. Jim gives Grace an ultimatum that she better leave her husband or he's done being her therapist. Usually, therapists are not supposed to say this. While watching the patient's montage, I had a feeling that maybe Grace and Alan would get together. Grace is hot and Alan might be able to connect with her more than just superficially. In the office kitchen, Gabby is filling up her big sipper bottle because she wants her skin to be daft. Dewey as fuck. Paul thinks Gabby is drinking too much water and her response is it keeps her migraine at bay and turns her bad knee into a good knee and overall she feels better. Jim joins them and asks have they ever been so mad at a patient that they want to shake them up? Paul understands that Jim is experiencing compassion fatigue. We all hit those walls, especially those who are unpaid therapists for people who won't go to therapy. I don't go to therapy because it's complicated. You ask questions, you listen, and you stay non-judgmental. Paul reminds Jim that therapists do not rob patients of their autonomy because they need to be able to help themselves. Jim is a therapist, not a psychological vigilante. 
Gabby thinks that does sound badass. I do too. When Paul inquires what Jim did, he just lies his ass off. Though Jim admits he's stuck. I really love the point that Paul hammers home that we do not rob people of their autonomy. You are not going to get anything out of controlling other people's lives. They need to arrive at their own decision in their own time. Gabby ditches a referral on Jim. It's court-mandated therapy for a patient who was busted for assault. I can't believe Jim has never seen the original Home Alone. I reacted in the same way Gabby did. You'll get that when you watch Home Alone or when you watch this show. It's okay if you've not watched some movie, you can always watch it for the first time. The referral patient is Sean. I'll talk about him in detail in the extended individual scene. Sean leaves furious because Jim was yawning during their therapy session. Jim gets home and finds his wife on the couch watching MMA. It's such a smooth transition to flashback. Jim and his wife share a sweet moment over the song Mid-Air by Paul Buchanan. Jim's reverie breaks when the car lights shine through the window straight inside the house. It's a nice transition. Jim watches his daughter Alice return with Liz. He goes to check on her from outside Liz's house. Liz informs that Alice is fine, fed and just had her soccer practice. She's killing it at soccer. Liz is such a nurturer that she not only feeds Alice but also Jim. Liz advises Jim that he may have fucked up but he needs to get back in the game. The next morning, Jim is on a call with Paul discussing how to connect with Alice. Paul feels Jim should not force Alice to connect with him. Jim specially prepares an omelette for his daughter but she is happy with her oats. Sean comes back for therapy with Jim because he doesn't have a choice. Jim gets a call from Grace and she informs him that she left her husband. This motivates Jim and he manages to get Sean to open up to him. Jim tries something different with Sean. He lets him box it out in a ring. Jim is aware that Sean's time overseas is filled with trauma and violence and that won't just disappear. Jim quotes Carl Jung, what you resist persists. Jim spots someone at the gas station and runs in the opposite direction. I do the same thing. I spot people in a public place and before they can spot me, I run in the other direction and disappear. Not literally, but figuratively. On one occasion, I met the person the following day and I told them the whole incident. How stupid of me. When Jim seeks Gabby's opinion on how he's dealing with Sean, Gabby feels it's unethical. We also learn that Paul has Parkinson's. Gabby wants to leave a water-filled bottle on Paul's desk. Jim feels Gabby's intrusiveness is her trademark. She's caring, but she's also intrusive. We see a montage of Sean fighting in the ring. Jim tries to talk to Alice, but she leaves the room. Gabby putting the water bottle on Paul's desk. Jim watching Home Alone and realizing what Gabby's reaction meant over the song Spirits by the Strumbellas. Jim enters his cabin and finds Paul waiting to reprimand him. In an attempt to come clean about Sean, Jim spills that he forced Grace to leave her husband and that she's better off now. Paul tries to level with Jim. Paul asks if Jim is even trying to be careful or is he trying to take Paul down along with his career. Jim's answer is coin flip, which is also the episode's title. Paul wants Jim to sit there in silence for 10 seconds. Of course Jim can't do that, neither can I. During Jim's next session with Sean, Jim asks, what makes you happy? When was the last time you were happy? 
I think people suffering from trauma tend to forget the last time that they were happy. This question is painful to answer. Sean's response to this question breaks me. Sean says, every time I remember being happy, I get pissed because I see where I'm at now and I know that that time is gone and I ain't getting it back. What you just said is a universal truth. The feeling is mutual, Sean. I had tears watching this scene. Jim shares about his wife's death and that it has been a year. He feels awful without her. The next morning when Jim goes to grab the newspaper from his lawn, he manages to avoid the sprinklers when they turn on. Jim gets fresh blueberries for Alice and even washes her jersey. Alice finally shares her feelings that whatever Jim is doing now is not enough. Jim has been acting like his wife's death only affected him. His daughter was affected too and she had to deal with it all by herself. She's not going to forgive him so easily and she shouldn't also. A white man deliberately bumps Sean's shoulder and instigates him to fight. Jim gets a call and he rushes out. Sean explains what happened. Jim is so happy. He says, that is progress. It's fine to be mad. I am mad all the time. Do you know who else is mad all the time? Bruce Banner. That's my secret cap. I'm always angry. Jim wants to get dinner. Sean reminds Jim that he has to feed his kid at home. Jim informs that her daughter has a soccer game. Sean feels guilty thinking that Jim missed the game because he called him. Jim clarifies that he's been awful, but Sean encourages Jim to make it to the game. They get in the car and leave for the game. Later, they get stuck in the traffic. Jim thinks they're not gonna make it. The game starts in 10 minutes. It's only two miles away. Let's just hoof it. When Jason Siegel makes a statement like, let's just hoof it, my brain goes, I can walk that far. Over the song, I can walk 500 miles and I can walk 500 more by the proclaimers from the show How I Met Your Mother. Jim parks his car on the sidewalk. This is when we learn that the show is set in Pasadena. I once entered the short film I worked on in Pasadena Film Festival, but we didn't win. Jim and Sean run over the song Get Closer by Life and Film. Sean runs fine, but Jim struggles because he's not exercised in over a year. Jim almost gives up, thinking Alice won't care. Sean tells him she would care. Sean lends a helping hand to make Jim reach the soccer game. Jim makes it. He checks with Malik, the guidance counsellor, if he missed anything. The game just started. Liz is also there to cheer Alice. Alice scores a goal. She's really good at soccer. Grace's husband, Donnie, walks across the field and starts to punch Jim. Sean steps up to defend Jim. He does not raise his hand until Donnie hits him. The paramedics and the police arrive at the scene. Alice thanks Jim for coming to the game. Jim confesses he would have come sooner, but she looks too much like her mom. Alice nods, understanding where he's coming from. The end credits roll over the song Endangered Birds by Christian Lee Huston. I love the choice of music in the show. I think it's incredible. Krista Miller has done a terrific job as the music supervisor. I also adore the writing of the show. It's one of the best shows I've seen recently. I also love the color palette they've chosen for this show. You can listen to The Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts.
If you like what I'm doing, you can support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash awesome pod mix. Thanks for listening.